This episode is part of a special Women in Leadership podcast series. Thank you for joining us today. Really excited to continue the series on Spotlight on, on Female Leaders in Healthcare Systems. I'm Sarah Brownell. I'm the Strategic Growth Director for HDR, HDR's Architecture and Strategy Company. And I'm a board member on the Southeast chapter for the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development. And really excited to dig into a conversation today with Amy Keller Pickford and its Chief Operating Officer at Advent Health Altamont Springs in Altamont Springs, Florida. So a little background, I think that we all really recognize the Chief Operating Officer role as being really integral in executing the vision of a health system into the hospital and into the community. And I think we all probably also understand that not a role that we see a lot of female leaders for whatever reason. So the, the intent of this podcast is to not only just share stories from just amazing leaders in their own right, that you know, it also happened to me females, but also to hopefully inspire other women that are considering careers in leadership and healthcare or administration or, you know, and then also just share insights so that we can all learn about what shapes individuals, how we can think about situations and challenges a little bit differently. And then Selfishly for me, as a mom of three daughters, I love these conversations because it just inspires me to see such amazing examples that my daughters and, and I can look to in leadership roles about just gain some inspiration and learn. So with that, we're just going to jump right into it. So Amy, can you introduce yourself, give a little bit of background on your on who you are and, and what you do for Abbott? Certainly. Thank you so much. Appreciate you doing this with me. I look forward to learning through it too. So my name is Amy Keller Pickford. I am the Chief Operating Officer here at Altamont Springs. I have been with Advent Health for 29 years. I started out at Advent Health as a frontline manager. I was recruited with my radiologist now, and my radiation therapy physicians from a sister facility. So I was actually tandeming working at two different hospitals and they covered us and also Advent Health. And they asked me to come over and apply for a manager position. And while I didn't really want to leave patient care, I love patient care. And that's the sole purpose of why I do what I do. I was intrigued. So I went and interviewed for the position and was very excited about the opportunity to open up something new in an area where there was a desperate need for imaging services. So my clinical background is radiology and radiation therapy. And at this position, I was moving over to work in radiology and start up a outpatient imaging center. And I have no idea where Zephyr Hills even was. I lived in Tampa at the time. And on my drive out to Zephyr for the interview, there was a beautiful drive along pastures and just green fields, nothing. I only knew Zephyr Hills from the bottled water to give a little background back then. Didn't realize it was a true spring in Florida, and that's where the water came from. Anyway, I went to the hospital. My radiologist met me in the lobby and said, you know, please, this is going to be great. Make your plan in your mind to just go forward with leadership. And, and again, I was very torn because I really like patients. And interviewed I drove home on the long 301 stretch through the green fields back, talked to my husband about it, and knew it was the right place for me. So started out at Advent Health Zephyr Hills as the manager building an outpatient imaging center. 
it went from not having outpatient services to a very populated retiree community that went from a residential number of around 32,000 to 96,000 in season. So they had a very big need. That hospital was the only hospital in that area and they had a lot of population. So had that ability to build that center and within one year's time, we proved to ourselves that it was a big opportunity. That was very scary at the same time as exciting because I had never done anything like that before. I just went in with the confidence that a radiologist gave me from working with him for about five years prior. And I stayed at that hospital and grew in my leadership there from a manager to taking the leadership role of director of the inpatient, the hospital imaging department, and the outpatient side. And I did that again, along with this radiologist who just boosted my confidence. And he paired me with the CEO at the time at that hospital, which is a big jump because I went from a manager to the CEO level of really learning what it's like to be a leader and being mentored by the CEO was an incredible opportunity. So this CEO was extremely passionate about healthcare. It was a he and his wife was a chaplain and but retired. His wife lived in our hospital. She was with him every single day, a brilliant couple. And I got a lot of mentoring from her as well, leading me through the charge of women can do everything and out of that mindset that only men run hospitals. And at the time in our system, only men ran hospitals. This was, you know, 29 years ago. So still has work to do, I think, today in that arena. But from there, I met a new CEO, and he also was a great mentor of mine and gave me the opportunity to be on a committee where we were talking about building a new hospital. And I thought, that that's really exciting. I like building, I like patients, and I wanted to be in the middle of that somewhere. And so had the opportunity to be mentored by yet another CEO who was phenomenal. And from there, got to move on. That's awesome. So what a great story. What a great, I mean, I just love so many parts of that, that you were able to, I guess, borrow some confidence from somebody that really saw something in you and believed in you. And just what an amazing blessing that is. But to also just have that mentorship at that high level, it's incredible. So as you reflect, I mean, obviously you still have a long way to go, but as you reflect back on that history, what are some of the standout moments from you? I think you talked a little bit about, I mean, it's unique. You'd be able to go jumping into the design, you know, being involved in the design and construction of a new imaging center and then the hospital. Like, what are some of the things that stand out? Yeah. So I think what has stood out most to me in my career is learning from a woman's perspective. You truly have to be, I'm trying to find the right word, kindly aggressive or kindly assertive because we do have a tendency to stay in the back and maybe not feel like we are good enough. And I think that is a part of our confidence building. I'm not exactly sure why that is. It's something I continue to read about today, but it is something that we have to give ourselves that boost of confidence. So having people around you where you're not afraid to be vulnerable, that is something that I have had as a part of my who I am since I was a preteen. My mother really shared that gift with me of vulnerability. And it is something that helps you a lot because when you're vulnerable enough to put yourself out there to a male CEO or even to your boss and say, I I love my job, don't get me wrong, but I want to do more. 
I know I can take on more. Please, you know, consider me for doing this next step. I would love to have the opportunity. And that is essentially what I did. I took the opportunity to say, I want to go to this new hospital that you're going to build. I want to be a part of it. I will do anything. I will run any department you give me. Please just give me the opportunity to show you that I'm worthy of it. And I then went back home and started reading a bunch of articles like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I put myself out there and said I'd do anything, but but really started reading a lot about the difference between women growing in leadership and men growing in leadership. Men typically will go to the desk on an interview and say, you know, thank you for the interview. I see your offer of $50,000 and I will counter you. I will come here for 75. Where a woman typically, and there's data behind it, will show that we'll go to the interview and we'll see the offer of 50 and we'll say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's incredible. I'll take it. And we don't value our self-worth and ask that next question. So it's been a 20-year journey of mine to continue to improve upon that. But if I had to do anything as far as a standout moment, it's definitely getting vulnerable and asking that question and being granted the gift of going and being on that committee that was able to design and build a brand new hospital because a lot of us don't get that opportunity in healthcare. So I win. I love the way you say kindly assertive. There's a big difference in just regular assertive. Yes. Kindly assertive. But it's different for women. It's different for women, yeah. Because if we're assertive, yeah. then we're labeled. But if we're kindly assertive, yeah. then wow, she had nerve. She kind of asked a little bit more than yeah. what they usually do kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it also, it kind of resonates with me too, where, you know, that saying of if it's for you, it will pass you by, you know, so put yourself out and be vulnerable and then just trust in your team and trusting your abilities and that the opportunities will come, so, yep. which they certainly have for you. Okay. So I think at, in your role, you've done a lot of things from the patient care side to the leadership side. And I know, you know, you and I have talked about a number of different things. I just, I love talking to you, but I think you have some really interesting insights and experiences of things that have really had a lot of impact on your current role. So, you know, can you share a little bit more of some key things in that respect? Sure. So in my current role as COO, so it's an interesting path. I, again, followed a mentor, built that beautiful hospital. We then acquired some hospitals and I had the opportunity to leave a brand new, beautiful hospital and go to a six-year-old hospital that we acquired because I wanted the opportunity to learn something new and different. And I think as women like to fix things, it's who we are as a woman, sister, daughter, mother, and took it on as the opportunity to go, maybe I could go to this hospital. It's an acquisition. That means we have to change the culture, make it from a non-faith base to a faith base, which is very different. And how do you get people to come along with you on that journey? Because culture really matters when you are a faith-based organization. When you put a sign out front that says extending the healing ministry of Christ, the pressures on you to perform to a very vast committee. And so I took that opportunity to go there and learn. And the challenge that I learned there was that it's not easy. And every task you take on, you think, I can challenge it because I could do it. I'm a woman. I'm a mother. And sometimes it takes being humbled to learn that what you thought you know, you don't know. And you need to say, I don't know, and I need help. And that was probably the biggest learning opportunity and challenge that I had when I made that next shift was to be humbled. And what I 
think I know, sometimes I might not know, and it's okay to say that. That's really hard because you then have to worry, if I say I don't know, they're going to think I'm not capable. And I'm fully capable. I just, there are things I need to put in my toolbox of learning and leading that I might not have. And getting over that hump of of saying, I don't know, and what do I do next? And learning what I do next, or someone just saying, you could try this, this, or this. And me trying what I think feels comfortable is really some of the challenges that I, I had to learn. Leaving there and going to another acquisition through COVID was another very humbling experience. So I went to this acquisition. Within four months, COVID came. My CEO left and went to run our corporate command center. He was a phone call away, but nonetheless... It was me in charge in a brand new COO role built with confidence of you can do it. I have faith in you. It's okay. If you fall, get back up. I'm a phone call away. None of us really knowing what COVID was at the time. And my CMO got sick with COVID and went out and my CNO decided to retire. And it was me. And it was one of those great learning moments in life where I had to figure out, do I walk away from this? Is this where... I'm done, I reached my cap, or do I do what I know how to do? And that is step in, say, I don't know how to do it, but we're gonna do it together. And I literally brought all of my leaders from charge, supervisor, assistant managers, managers, directors, all into a room one day and said, so here's where we are. I'm gonna be so vulnerable. You guys have never heard me be so vulnerable. I have no idea what we are supposed to do. I don't know how we're gonna go forward. I don't know how we're gonna get through this. But we're going to get through it together. I'm being very open with you all. I don't know and I don't have all the answers, but together we are going to get them. And if I don't know them, I'm going to ask. So this is where we all have to build this giant bridge of trust. And you're going to tell me when I mess up and I have to be okay with that. And in turn, I'm going to tell you, hey, I messed up and I need you to give me that feedback back. And that's also a very scary place to be when you tell your leadership team you don't know what you're doing and you still expect them to have faith and trust in you, but it actually builds a really great bond between you and your team. That really shows something different, a different side of you. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's that trust. It goes back to that trust. And if you trust somebody, you want to help them succeed, right? So yeah, that's great. The other thing I think that's kind of, that's also interesting about what you're sharing is the whole community aspect. So you're talking about the community aspect of your team here in the hospital. I think one of the things that's really special about certainly this campus, Altamont Springs, but I think probably Advent in general is the way that it connects to community. And I know that's a huge passion and something that is huge focus for you. Can you share a little bit more about how community has really impacted you in everything? This hospital is a great example. And I also did this at Polk. And then uh, obviously I had to pull back because COVID came and we couldn't have people in. But um, when I got here, I, I really wanted to know this hospital has been here for 50 years. And what makes the community keep coming and what do they not like that they don't keep coming so that I could try to understand how can we reconnect with those that we've lost connection with? And so I opened up a Ask Amy forum and asked them to come in and share with me. I went to my seminal chambers. I went to openings of new businesses in our community. I went to my sheriff's office and police, our ultimate police, and just said, you know, you all have to help me. I'm, I don't know the area. You know, who can I connect with so I can get people from the community to come in and tell me our, our weaknesses and our strengths? And I didn't know I would get 
quite so much response that was a little overwhelming, but had the opportunity to truly hear from business men, women, owners, and also just plain patients who were also volunteers here or not volunteers, but were previous patients here. And they came in to share who we were and who we are and how we've evolved and maybe what we've lost along the way. And that is a really great way to get connected in your community and, and let them know that you've heard them. So now we put some of those people on our committees where we're trying to do performance improvement in nursing units, where we do renovations in spaces where public facing matters. Right now, we're looking at our lobbies and can we create an environment that's important and connects with them and they feel comfortable that it's not just this sterile seating area that it's that's warm. I think we talked about that in the meeting today. But, you know, really hearing what they feel and how can we connect with them. So we also go to learning a lot about our homeless population because that's a huge area where we have the opportunity to make a big impact and we see them where we where they are. So we want to meet them in their space, not them come to here. And that is something that as an organization, I think Advent Health is learning more and more about. I think everybody is, but I like to speak for what we are doing is how do we go into the communities and infiltrate what they need out there because they don't have the resources to come in here. And maybe they don't need to come to a hospital, but they need care or they need education on diabetes, for example or healthy eating and or exercise and or chaplaincy services. How can we be more out there and out of these four walls here? Because our hospital work is not just inside these four walls. 75% of it happens out there. That's what brings it inside the four walls. So we're really working with the community on just trying to get on their level and learning because they, they know from a different perspective than what I see. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's such a great perspective. And, and you know, it underscores the, the fact that the trust that you build within the leadership of the hospital is really what conveys that trust to the community. You can't separate it. Um, yeah. So it has to have to be a continual in a loop, I think. Yeah. And so which is a great thing that you've been able to do here. Something you said about trust, you know, it's funny. In the meeting today, I heard somebody say something about an umbilical cord. And I literally drove back from that meeting to the hospital thinking about the key piece of that, the umbilical cord is what connects a baby with their mother. And you talk about trust. That trust was their lifeline. And so when they said that today, that really resonated with me. Like, we really have to figure out that connection of how do we create that umbilical cord-ish vibe from healthcare into the communities and build that trust because that is the connection. We are the lifeline. And, yeah. and we either help them or hurt them. And also, I guess they, they help or hurt us too, right? So I really thought about that today and I want to think about it some more. But yeah, it's so true. And I think it also goes back to your play about vulnerability. It's yeah. a more, no more vulnerable position than a Right. A child and a mother. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you going out to the community and putting yourself out there in a vulnerable way, saying, I want to learn. I need to learn. Share with me. Tell me what I need to know. I mean, the, the vulnerabilities would open the door for yeah. trust. So I think that that. And I have to get back with them. Yeah. They all want to know. Like, what, so what'd you find? What'd you do? And you know, I, but I do that. I, I bring them on committees if they want to be a part of it and be yeah. a part of it. So just great. Yeah. So I think we talked a little bit about, you shared a little bit about struggles and conflict. I mean, I think, you know, it's it's always a sensitive thing to talk about because it doesn't feel great. You know, nobody likes to struggle. Nobody likes challenges. Yeah. It doesn't feel great. But I think it is so vital 
to, you know, to, to look at them as uh, that's where we learn and that's where we grow is from the difficult situations that we go through. So I'd love to just hear if there's anything else you want to expand on or share about struggles or challenges yeah. in particular that you've really learned from, from your experience. You know, when you think about your career path and where you thought you wanted to take it and you take it down a different path, there are moments, of course, where you, you contemplate, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I really want to do? And there was a time in my career that I was very comfortable. I was great going to work. I was doing a phenomenal job, very successful. I was comfortable. And when someone challenged my status quo and said, you know, really think you should do this. I was like, no, I'm not really interested. I'm good. I'm happy. I have work-life balance. I see my children. I, I really thought about myself and what example do I want to set for my children? Do I want to just be okay where I am or do I want to show them what hard work really does and how you could achieve all kinds of things and exceed your goals wildly if you give yourself an opportunity. So my daughter was in middle school and I remember riding home with her one day. I don't know if I shared this story with you before, but I remember riding home with her one day and she was telling me a story and I was contemplating this. I'm very comfortable in my job and I heard that voice from the CEO saying, you know, maybe you should try something different. What, you know, do you want to take on another department? And I was very comfortable. And my daughter said, mom, I need to tell you a story about what happened at school. And so she started telling me my phone rang. And she said, don't answer that phone. And I said, I have to. It's a hospital call. And she said, don't, don't answer. I need to tell you a story. And I said, I have to answer it. I'm on call. And while I answered the phone, she said, I don't want to be anything like you when I grow up. And the Blackberry fell out of my hands. I was devastated. I had to tilt the rear view mirror. Whoever I was speaking to went on the floor. I, I was motionless, speechless on the ride on the way home. And of course, I called the person back when I got home when I could collect myself. And I had a conversation with my daughter that night. And we talked a lot about what she said and me answering the telephone. And it was then that I knew I have to challenge the status quo. I have to show her that sometimes you have interruptions in life and that's okay. But me being status quo and me not addressing her thoughts and me not addressing my thoughts of, obviously I was wrestling with this. I need to show her that we can do all things. I want to show her that you will be like me one day. You will because all little girls grow up and they want to be like their mommies. And I wanted to show her that I could do both. I could be a great mom. So I intentionally took time and I would change the way that I would do calls. So I would say, just give me 30 minutes. I would tell my partner, if you cover for me tonight on my way home, I'll cover for you. Let me just have this 30 minutes because as soon as the kids get home, they want to go do their own thing, right? So I shifted myself and I took that on and I got uncomfortable and I went back to the CEO and that's when I said, I want to do something. I want to go build that hospital. I want to do something out of my comfort zone and take on a new challenge, all run any department. And I got more than I wanted. I got the opportunity to go there and grow that hospital and not to go back to my daughter, but I will share with you that she's exactly like me. She's in healthcare. She is a nurse. Uh, she is no longer at the bedside right now. She took a hiatus post-COVID. She is working for Big Pharma and she's a manager of a chemo um, division where she takes care of patients from home. So She's exactly like me. We talk about it all the time. But my point is that you have these challenges along the way. And I think it's what you do with them, what makes you who you are. And it, it 
moves your trajectory to a different place or you can go backwards if that's what you choose to do. But I don't think you teach your children and all the people around you that we can always do more if we just put our mind to it. I feel like I look at myself and all the leaders that I've had the opportunity to grow and some of them have surpassed me because they're just that kind of a leader. And I've been blessed to be along with their journey. But I also look back and I think all the women that I, I've grown and I continue to grow in healthcare, it's amazing and incredible opportunity. And that shows your children and the people around you that, that we, you can do anything. You just have to be super vulnerable and willing to be humble at the same time. I really appreciate you sharing that story. You hadn't shared that with me before. And as a mom of three daughters, I can so relate to that. I think I've had my daughters saying that exact same thing to me. Um, but I, I just love that you share that. You know, it's a moment where it's a tipping point, right? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people would hear that and think, oh, gosh, I got to sell it. That's yeah. it. The, and you didn't. You challenged yourself, but you challenged your daughter, too, to say, hey, you know, we're all we're all here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we all have to yeah. walk on it's for a purpose. Yeah. And uh, and you're not going to shy away from that hard work that has to happen when it's right. more communication and, you know, setting the boundaries and yeah. doing it. So I, I just, I love that. So thank you. Well, this ties in really nicely to the next question I want to ask you. So, you know, looking at your daughter who is, you know, we sound like she's well on her way in her career, but, you know, but yourself, when you were first starting out, now that you know, and you kind of, you're at this point where you've got some experience and your ability to accomplish amazing things. What advice would you give yourself when you were starting out? Oh, my goodness. Such a great question. So when I was starting out, you know, there's a book and sayings about how your terrible bosses are your best bosses because they taught you the most. And I had a terrible boss and I learned so much about how not to be a boss from him. And I had the opportunity to start my leadership journey back then, and I didn't because I doubted myself. I didn't think that I could do it. I didn't think I had all the knowledge. In my mind, I thought that you had to be this certain person over here, not even knowing what that was. If I had to do anything differently, I I would say take chances a little bit sooner when you have the opportunity because I didn't do that. And I think it would have changed who I was a little sooner and from a confidence perspective. I had confidence in myself. It wasn't about that, but it's different when you become a leader because it's that it could just be biblical times that we are raised and brought up that man is the household leader and we're just there to wash clothes and, you know, clean the dishes and raise children. But I didn't want to be that person. I I wanted to wash dishes, wash clothes, have children and be a career person. But it just took me a little bit longer. And I think if I would have just given myself the confidence to don't be so afraid, just try it. I don't really understand the analogy behind it because I went to school and I was scared to death in school of physics. So how in the world I pushed myself through that but couldn't push myself to go, I think I just challenge the status quo and do it. Well, you certainly figured that out. So I think yeah, be great. I I can see that you got that figured out. Yeah. Great. So last question. I just want to know more about what's next. Like, what are you, what are you excited about? And we're going to look forward to It's awesome because that you asked that. I have an amazing CEO now. I've had some really great mentors in my career at Advent House. Two who are my 
strongest mentors and still today mentor me. But my CEO that I work with now is also a mentor. We all can learn something amazing from each other. And I was saying in a meeting, we were all talking and someone said, well, when he moves, you're going to take his spot. And I said jokingly, well, no, no, I'm good. I don't want to grow anymore. I, I love the operations role. I, I love the opportunity in operations where we grow the most leaders here and we have the most contact with departments in a hospital. We have the operations of the hospital. There's so much to learn and so much that we can impact. And it's interesting. I had not really thought about being a CEO and leading in Advent Health. And I have a lot to learn still before I do that. But my next journeys are just to continue learning and growing this vulnerability side because I don't think we will ever perfect it. I don't know that you can because I think every challenge brings you some different level of vulnerability. And how you put yourself out there is strategic. It sounds cliche, but I think women have to do it a little differently than men. And I'm, I'm working on that. But I will continue to be kindly assertive and try to navigate my way learning through when I feel like I've perfected operations and I'm ready for a CEO role. I don't have the fear of lack of confidence in that aspect. I feel like I will ask for it when I'm ready. And I think that's just yet another hurdle to get over. It's just that I love what I do right now so much that I don't want to go away from it because he doesn't get to do as much construction and yeah. operational work like I do. They do a different realm as a CEO. Just to continue learning and growing more, I think that's the evolution. I get to learn from all my wonderful leaders, all my coworkers that are in my same position in different hospitals, and obviously going to meetings like I did today with you, you know, continue learning different aspects of our world. So Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I want to thank your daughter also for letting you continue and, and supporting you and, and, you know, being a catalyst, you know, because those those catalysts are they kind of shape you into who you are. You offer, you, you just bring so much value to healthcare and into leadership. And so I uh, really enjoyed the conversation. So thank, thank you. you so much, Amy. Thank you.